everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. There was once a pickle unlike any other pickle. Most pickles, or gherkins, or baby cucumbers, get pickled in jars, and that's it. They're a pickle. End of story. But this pickle was different. And the problem was, she didn't know why. While all the other pickles lay in their jars, waiting to be put into sandwiches and burgers, this pickle wanted to know why she could think, and see, and talk, and walk. To be honest, it wasn't the type of behavior you'd expect from most pickles. So one day, the pickle decided to go on an adventure. She would go out into the world and seek answers to discover just why she was such an unusual pickle. So the pickle walked for many days and covered many miles until one day she found herself on the edge of a great desert. Oh, Perhaps here is where I'll find out why I'm such a different pickle, said the pickle. And she began her journey across the dry and barren land. It was mostly dust and sand and grit and stone under her tiny pickle feet. With only the occasional large rock to offer shade from the hot sun overhead, on she marched until before her she spied an ancient stone temple now lying mostly in ruins. Upon its broad, sand-covered steps stood two animals, almost nose to nose. One was a tiger, and the other was a unicorn. Hi, said the pickle, as brightly and as friendly as she could muster. I was wondering if either of you two fine animals could help me. Go away, said the unicorn. Beat it," said the tiger. "Oh well, that's not very nice," said the pickle. Oh, "I've I've got no time to help you," barked the unicorn. "I've got my eye on this guy." "Yeah, well, I haven't got the time to help either," growled the tiger. "I'm not letting this lady out of my sight." The pickle was fascinated by this strange staring contest. And so, rather than leaving them alone, she instead stepped even closer. Whatever has happened here? Why can't you two stop looking at each other? Is it a competition? Of course, it's not a competition," spat the unicorn, her eyes never leaving the face of the tiger. "Are you in love?" asked the pickle innocently. <laughs> "Preposterous!" Roared the tiger, his eyes remaining firmly fixed on the unicorn. We most certainly are not in love. Then I don't understand. Why are you staring at each other? The pickle asked. Because if I look away, that dreadful tiger will slash me with his claws and bite me with his teeth. Complained the unicorn. Ha! Laughed the tiger. That's not the reason at all. 
It's because if I look away, that woeful unicorn will smash me with her hooves and impale me with her horn. The pickle was surprised at this. Mistress Unicorn, may I ask, is it your intention to do those things to Mr. Tiger? She asked. Oh, certainly not, said the unicorn sharply. And Mr. Tiger, is it your intention to do those things to Mistress Unicorn? Inquired the pickle. Huh, never, said the tiger defiantly. Then neither of you have anything to worry about, pointed out the pickle. You can stop staring right now and carry on with your lives. Just walk away. I will if he does, said the unicorn. Well, I will if she does, added the tiger. With neither animal willing to back down first, the stalemate continued, with both creatures staring into one another's eyes. It seems to me that you're in something of a pickle, said the pickle. Neither one of you trusts the other, and so without trust you're stuck. It's not my fault, said the unicorn. It's his. Huh, <laughs> garbage, roared the tiger. It's not my fault, it's hers. They really were in a complete and utter pickle. The pickle realized that neither animal was paying her any attention at all, so she decided to use this to her advantage. She bent down and scooped up a large handful of dry dust and sand. She then raised it to her lips and blew. <sighs> oh, my eyes! yelled the unicorn, throwing her head backwards. Oh, I can't see, complained the tiger, rubbing at his face with his paws. They staggered about while bitterly complaining, fussing at their faces and blinking furiously. By the time they were done and could see clearly again, they were facing in opposite directions and several feet apart. There, said the pickle with a sense of satisfaction in her voice. That sorted you two out. The tiger and the unicorn were too dumbfounded to comment, outsmarted by a pickle. So as I was saying, continued the pickle, could either of you fine folk help me understand why I'm not like other pickles? I've no idea, said the unicorn. I can truthfully say I've never met anyone quite like you. Well, I don't know either, grumbled the tiger. But you might want to look in the ruins of this temple. Oh, okay, thank you, said the pickle. I'll try that right away. She left the two weary animals behind and entered the ruins. There wasn't much to see. Tumble-down walls, wind-blown sand, broken pillars. But beneath a surviving archway, in an alcove, was a metal disc, hammered flat, and once upon a time, highly polished, although now it was quite dull. The pickle walked up to it and saw her reflection in its surface. Oh, that must be me, she said, and reached out to touch the reflected image. But the moment her pickled fingers made contact, something astounding happened. She vanished and reappeared up to her waist in snow. She looked up into a sky that was a bluey gray with wisps of snow dancing through the air. And something else, 
something getting closer incredibly quickly. Thud! It struck the ground incredibly close by, sending a thick spray of snow all over her, covering her like an avalanche. It wasn't actually that much snow, but when you're the size of a pickle, it was enough to be a problem. Oh dear, she thought. I do believe I'm stuck here. But a sudden scrabbling above her soon had the snow cleared away. She was surprised to see that her rescuer was a tiny white cotton detulia dog. Hurry, we need to move quickly, said the dog urgently. Why? asked the pickle as she climbed to her feet. Because, replied the little dog, it'll stop you getting clobbered by a coconut. Just as the dog spoke, another object struck the snow a little further away, sending a spray of snow into the air. Oh, I, I'm just a pickle, said the pickle. And if a coconut were to land on me, then that would be the end of me. You don't need to ask me twice, Mr. Dog. She reached up and grabbed the fur around his neck and hoisted herself on his back. Name's Maximus said the cotton as he broke into a run. Bounding through the snow in a zigzag pattern, around them coconuts continued to rain down from the sky, but Maximus was clearly well practiced and kept them well clear of danger. They ran on until they came to a small hill peppered with rocks and a dusting of snow. To the pickle's surprise, they didn't seek shelter beneath the rocks, but instead ran straight to the hill's top. Shouldn't we be hiding? asked the pickle. No need, said Maximus. The coconuts can't reach us here, not from all the way over there. The pickle gazed across a wide frozen landscape where in the distance a small wooden fort could be seen. Why is someone firing coconuts at us? she asked. To keep us away, said Maximus. Well, that's okay, said the pickle, because I don't want to go there. Oh, but you do, said the little dog. Did you travel here by the reflecting disc? Oh, I did, nodded the pickle. I'm hoping to find out why I'm unlike any other pickle. Oh, well, this is all there is. We're on a frozen island in a giant frozen sea. There's nothing to eat but smashed coconut. To get home, we need to find another reflecting disc, explained Maximus. I've been everywhere on this island apart from that fort, so it has to be there. But if we try to reach it, we'll get bombarded by flying coconuts, suggested the pickle. You've got it, nodded the dog. It seems to me that we're in something of a pickle, said the pickle. We can neither stay here nor approach the fort. We're stuck. Hmm, it's a difficult decision, I know, said Maximus seriously. Whoever is in there has an endless supply of coconuts and a powerful catapult. Just one catapult? asked the pickle. As far as I'm aware, Maximus replied. But there's two of us, said the pickle. So if we split up and head off in different sides, whoever's inside can't get us both. Hmm, I'm faster than you in the snow, said Maximus, 
So I'll cause a distraction while you sneak up on the fort. You might even be small enough to find a gap to squeeze through. It sounded like a good plan to them both. So they set about putting it into action. Maximus charged around in the snow, far to the fort's left, sometimes daring to get very close indeed. And all the time, his highly visible antics kept all the focus away from the pickle. Sure enough, she got all the way up to the wooden fort's wall. Being as small as she was, she was able to duck underneath the gates. And just like that, was inside, where she discovered a crab, a great big blue coconut crab, surrounded by mound after mound of coconuts. It was sat in a chair and staring through a periscope so that it could see over the fort's walls. The chair was attached to the catapult, and every 15 seconds or so, the catapult would use a pair of robotic arms to reset itself with another coconut. "'Fire!' shouted the coconut crab as the latest coconut missile sailed over the fort's wall. "'This one's gonna get you, little doggy!' This was instantly followed by "'Blast!' and "'Double Blast!' as the coconut crashed into the empty snow. This pattern repeated itself as the pickle crept closer until she was close enough to see the catapult's power supply. She turned it off. Oh no, my catapult! screeched the coconut crab. It's broken, it's broken! The crab struggled to get out of the chair, its many legs waving as it tried to get upright. Eventually, it made it, dropping heavily to the floor. But it was too late. The slightly grubby Maximus, just small enough himself to squeeze under the gate, was sat on the cold ground, tail wagging. Oh no, I failed, wailed the coconut crab. I let somebody get in. Two somebodies, actually, said the pickle, revealing herself. Oh, how awful, sobbed the crab. How dreadful. What was the big idea, shooting coconuts at us anyway? asked Maximus. To stop you getting in here and stealing my coconuts, stated the coconut crab. But we didn't need to steal your coconuts because you've kept giving them to us when you fired them at us with your catapult, pointed out the pickle. The coconut crab stopped and thought about that for a moment, then burst into tears. Oh, I've been such a fool. <laughs> I've wasted my life, it cried. Never mind, said the pickle. It's all over now. How about we find this reflecting disc and I'll head off somewhere warmer. All right, sniffed the crab. It's far too cold for the likes of me here anyway. He led them to a small shed that served as his bedroom, where the reflecting disc rested upon a low shelf. The coconut crab gathered up a clawful of coconuts, looked into the reflecting surface of the disc, and touched it, and vanished. You go next, suggested the pickle to Maximus. But before you go, may I ask you something? Of course, panted the little dog. I've been trying to find out what makes me so different to all the other pickles. 
do you have any ideas? She asked. Hmm, said Maximus thoughtfully. I'm afraid I don't. I've not got a clue why you're so different. Oh, that's a shame, sighed the pickle. Maybe I'll never know. Well, my advice to you, Miss Pickle, is don't worry about it, suggested the dog. I've learned that everybody is different, and different is what makes people interesting. And I can honestly say that you're not only the most interesting pickle I've ever met, but one of the most interesting people. So who cares why you're different? Just be happy that you are, and go out and enjoy being you. Do you know what? Asked the pickle. Those are the wisest words I've ever heard spoken. I think I'm going to do exactly that. Then let's travel through this reflecting disc together, Maximus proposed with a smile. And wherever it takes us, that can be the beginning of a whole new adventure. Oh, perfect! Said the very happy pickle, and together. They approached the disc. Seconds later, the fort was empty, apart from a covering of snow, a catapult, and several thousand unwanted coconuts. The end.